a production of Dirty Mo Media. There he is. Come on in here, buddy. Have a seat. Hey, everybody. Glad you tuned in. It's time for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Mike Davis, Dale and Hart Jr. The Bojangle Studio. We've got a great guest today. Well, how, how you doing, Red? I'm doing fine right now. This They're is every like, week, okay, bro? <laughs> Buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> you died on that hill. You, your career died on that hill, and you were hard-headed. You're the bigger idiot. I didn't even think about it. You thought about it and didn't ask That makes me the bigger idiot. I think so. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. It is Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023, episode 422. This one is presented by Xfinity 10G Network. Xfinity doing so much for NASCAR, for Dirty Mo Media. And um, we this will make a little sense later in the con- conversation with our guests of why Xfinity is presenting this episode. Tyler Reddick is the guest today. Uh, Mike He's going to be coming in here. We have had Tyler drive uh, our race cars here at Junior Motorsports. He's been in the Bojangle studio before, but that was when we were recording in the booth over there. Yeah. So uh, it's been a long time since we've had him in the room. It's going to be great to talk to him. Yeah, he's made some headlines since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a very, very public uh, switch to uh, 2311 from RCR. He wins a lot of races. He's doing well in the cup level. Uh, I am excited to have him in here. Um, you know, this thing is made possible by Xfinity, as we said, but also Lionel. Yeah, I was looking across our table. I don't think yeah. I have, we have a Lionel Tyler Reddick car on we the table. Um, so he hopefully he won't take notice of that. But, um, yeah, Ally is bringing our guests every single week. They have done a great job this year having some awesome guests on the show. Tyler is another ally, at least we hope he is. Uh, Three out of the four Junior Motorsports cars ran into him at Fontana during the race. We will talk about that. (laughs) So um, it's going to be a fun conversation. Let's just go ahead and get started. Let's do it. Tyler Reddick on the Dale Junior Download. Or you may want to do it now. I, well, I, I may have to do it, it now. And pick me up. You may not be able to do it now. Yeah, you guys can try it. Dale and I got no responsibilities in this life now. That's so. a little, yeah, it does have some alcohol in it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. This is, I believe, one of the first times we actually did drink alcohol on the show, Mike. We did it for you, Tyler. Well, Mike. Uh, we're going to do it for you because this is... This when is I right. go on DBC, we're always taking shots Yeah. because I don't have anything to do the rest of the day, yeah. thankfully, on the times I've been on there. So six point. Uh, 6.0%. Yeah. Alcohol. Oh, wow. So you, how you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for coming today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I glad it worked it. out. Yeah, I yeah. am too. So you said you've been on Door Bumper Clear before. Yeah, I and, think a couple and, times. Yeah, I know. A couple times, yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, like, when you're, when you go, <laughs> we're really proud of that show, but they're crazy, you know, maniacs. So when you go on that show, do you know what you're getting yourself into the absolutely. first time? You yeah, knew. I'm trying to instigate it, honestly. Had you listened to it before? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and so... Yeah. Um, do you have fun times when you're on there? You yeah. love it? No, uh, when we've done the Christmas special, I've made a, tried to make a habit. Well, this last time I went and got a giant, um, a thing of, of, uh, 
Well, I guess I probably shouldn't say what it was, but we we had some 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 fun for sure. Yeah, yeah, we got it going pretty early. When you get, do you encourage other drivers to go on the show? You know, um, I haven't had a lot of drivers ask me about going yeah. on the show. I feel like it's pretty well, you know, established now to where yeah. if someone, you know, know. If, whether it's I think other drivers should because yeah. it's such a different show. Right? Yeah, you can kind of you feel like you kind of let your hair down. Yeah, and, you know. I don't say know some things the, maybe you wouldn't say in front of other media and mm-hmm. whatnot. When sure. you have done the show, do you have regrets afterwards? That would be the answer on whether or not you're <laughs> trying to get other. Do you wish you hadn't done it? That's the question. Uh, yeah, I think I've I've definitely um, done some things that could have potentially not been not been great while on the show, but uh, okay. you know, I don't think they really caught the light of day too bad. So didn't y'all I take shots? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I think we took a few. <laughs> but uh, but by way, by the time we got to, the, you know, halfway or beyond in that show, TJ really started, you know, What's saying things I feel like he normally holds back on. <laughs> so it worked out really good. He, he doesn't practice enough, so he doesn't when he does drink, he, he like gets he Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking a shot." Yeah. And then he eventually did. Then I got to take two, then three. Yeah. Then like, you know, halfway <laughs> halfway through, he started saying some stuff that was pretty funny, so. It's hilarious. So um the uh, Fontana race, you had uh, like all, I uh, got three out of four junior motorsports cars put oh, you in the wall. In Xfinity race? Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a fun time. See, uh, see some old, <laughs> old faces in there that I know. That's a good um, point. You're, you're back in the shop that you used to, you know, race in and you're seeing people through the, the window and you're yeah. waving at them. As yeah. A, but that's cool. Yeah. Did you give some like team orders I know, or right? something? Like, Dude, hey, never... that 24 car looks too good. We got to rip the side of it This off. is why being an owner... This is the sucky part of being an owner. Yeah, right? Because, you know, you have drivers and cars and they run into friends. And yeah. I mean, there's there's things that happen on the racetrack and you're like, oh my God. Like, you know, you want your guys to go out there and race as hard as they can. But then there's things that happen and you're like, man, now I got to go talk to this guy or call this guy or call, you know, talk to an owner. But, uh, that was almost laughable. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. So me and Justin were this close to, to just rounding it all off, right? Like I wouldn't. I went to one one time, just diving off in there, and he's he's really really good at battling for every inch of position, whether it's side drafts down the straightaways or holding you up and really making you comfortable, you know, before you turn off into the corner when uh, you're on the outside of him. He's really good at that stuff. And I remember diving off into one, and he knew what I was gonna do, and I just I sent it off in there, and he jumped right down on my door, <laughs> and I'm like, uh oh, this is a good. Like I thought we was gonna get loose and yeah. take us both out. We we held on, but yeah. If that would have happened, three. that would have been the Junior Motorsports parlay. Yeah, uh, you would have every everybody would have uh, gotten a piece <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I I got to talk to to all three of them after the race: Sam, Brandon, yeah. and uh, Josh. And yeah, it all worked. I mean, we got to talk about it and got an understanding for for what happened. Yeah, surely the deal with Josh was really frustrating, but he had know, no, it was like yeah, you you yeah, that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to talk to him about it, and yeah, I mean. At a place like Fontana, it it's easy to, to make that mistake and think you got the corner finished, and when you're side-by-side side with somebody, lose the nose the last minute. Yeah, um, yeah I almost hate it for Brandon because, you know, I, I got to talk to, to him and Tyler and, and Jason about that, and Tyler's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I just I just screwed that up, you yeah. know? And it took Brandon out of it. Um, yeah, with Sam, it was more just like, hey, man, like, keep Flat the nose one. on this car. Like, yeah. you finished second with that car that was damaged. You know, if you could have kept the car clean, maybe you had a shot at winning that race, you know? 100%. so. Yeah. Have we run into you before? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, listen. I, I've ran a lot of stuff in <laughs> in, in your guys' cars a couple oh, years ago. But. No, but you also won a championship, so anything yeah. would have been forgiven right yeah. at that point. But, like, uh, you, 
but then you went to RCR and you, you know, continued rate. I mean, we were racing against you big time then. So I would just think, I would think that we would have had a couple of little issues at some point, but I guess not. I You're so easy so. going. I mean, it's hard to piss you off. I was just wondering if we pissed <laughs> you off at all. Now, I think the only time I, I got a little pissed off was, was just, you know, by the time the race was over Fontana. on uh, Sunday night at Fontana, yeah, that was just it. not a good day for me in general. Yeah. Um, just how the cup race went, you know, not getting to qualify, starting pretty much last. Um, and then, you know, just, just how that, the, the whole day went, wasn't, wasn't a fun day, but that's like, yeah. that's like the only time I, th- I think. So, um, you're, uh, you're a father, a new father. Yeah. Um, what, how, how big is the family now? Uh, just, just one, just yeah. one kid. Um, any plans Bo, to, uh, I think Alexa definitely wants to have yeah. more kids and I'm just trying to balance all that. So I, I, I yeah. And how old's, how's Bo? He, he just turned three, uh, January 18th. So I, yeah. So, um, what is fatherhood taught you? What is, you know, you've changed a bunch just be, you know, from the time that we started working with you to the, to now, just as a driver and a person and a man, I've seen this massive like growth and, um, what is being a dad, uh, mean to you? I mean, I, when, when you become a father, like everything changes like completely. It, it's, it, it's weird. You, you, you prepare for it, you hear about it, you, you know, try and get ready for it and then it happens. And then just all these things change that, you know, within yourself and around you that is really hard to describe. But like the biggest thing for me, um, that I found through it all is, you know, I found new sources of motivation to get better. I found myself, oddly enough, finding ways to work even harder than I was before because it wasn't just working for it for myself. Like I want to want my family to, you know, have have a good life. I would need, I need to do, now run good to support them and mm-hmm. give him, you know, everything. Hopefully that that he will want and more when he gets older. Or even now, I honestly, we're buying plenty of toys and all that stuff. So yeah, when 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 things like that happen, you know, I I just found more motivation that I didn't really know was there to tap into. Yeah, did that change, uh, or did that change the way you look at your parents? <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, how in the world did I survive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's funny when uh, you know I don't know if this is you know I feel like to some degree it's normal, right? When 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 your parents become, you know, grandparents of like Bo and they come back and they're doing this and that, it's like, how in the world did, did I survive? Right. Did, did they forget how, like, did they forget how to be parents? But, yeah. but, uh, it, it's, it's, there it's was, great. There was a lot of things that were okay back then. I think that, you know, that our parents let us do yeah. and you're way younger than Dale and I, but the fact is, is that, yeah, times have changed just in the last 10 years on what parents can get away with. Yeah. Well, I mean, just one of the things that's popped up lately is, uh, like, I am, you know, when we get in the car, buckling both kids up, that's like automatic, right? Yeah. Of course. Yep. Man, when we were kids, we were just riding around yeah, was, with no buckles. No, we just riding I'd around. I'd sit in the middle seat yeah. next to my dad. Yeah. Hell, like, my just, dad let me ride in the back of a pickup truck from Chattanooga to Knoxville. That's a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. We rode in the back in the of the bed. pickup truck. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like and you there, was, there was probably room in the truck, right? You just wanted to ride in the back? Yeah. We all just piled in the in the, in the bed of the truck. The dog was back right. there. Yeah. But you think about the playgrounds, man. They were dangerous. Uh, like like yeah. the slides that we'd go down. Mm-hmm. That, that's it's a different day. It, the, Can't do that. It's crazy how. I mean, I I was I was busy racing, but the playgrounds we have now and around this area, like you can just pick which playground you want to go to. It's crazy, and they're all really really nice. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, it, it is fun when we when we go there. He's got the bug. I'd say like the the, the adrenaline junkie bug to oh, a degree, does. like yes. like me. So, mm-hmm. you know. 
there's there's a playground for his age, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna go over here and play with all the kids that are like four or five years older than him, and get you know knocked around and that drives me slides. crazy, man, because those kids are running wide open in all directions, right? Oh, yeah. And you're just waiting on them to bounce into each other any minute. It's gonna go bad. And uh, <laughs> how do you like? It's hard for me to like sit back and like let it just happen, right? Because you gotta you gotta, yeah, let, you it gotta let it happen. If you don't let it happen, it I mean then they don't learn, right? No. So it's it's a it's a fine balance. And that's that's one thing that's been interesting too is, you know, I parent one way and Alexa parents another way and trying oh. to balance the two is yep. has been, How's, been, who's, been interesting. Who's who in the relationship? I feel like I, I, I don't know. I, I'd say I'm a little bit more more harsh, a little bit more strict, but, yep. um, you know, I'm, I'm hardly, when, when on, on the days like during the week where I'm in the simulator all day and everything else like that, you know, I'm not, I'm not always at home as much as Alexa is with him. So, I mean, you know, if you're really, really hard on them all day long, right? Like by the end of the day, they're, they're tired of it. So there, <laughs> there's a balance there. And I, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah. So, um, do you, uh, get excited about the, um, you know, the, the, we all get asked this question, you know, are you going to let them race? You're going to let them race. They, you know, they, it's just going to happen. You know, you're going to have to deal with that. But do you even think about that? Cause there's, mm. You you've done this, you know. There's there's, you know, there's opportunities at three, four, five years old for them to steer a motorized yeah. vehicle, right? Oh, a yeah. go kart, even at a track by themselves. Um, are you sort of like you know excited about that? You know, it's coming. I'm very nervous. Nervous about it. Why? <laughs> Be- well, I mean, I, he definitely loves it. He likes being around it. Like he loves going to the racetrack. He's always watching the races. Um, anytime, like. Like especially here in the, in this past off season when I started getting you know cars from Toyota and everything like he's loves those things once once to, to get them and riding them gets to know more about them like he's definitely got he, he loves cars and loves yeah. racing but like I know like I really wanted it really I wanted it really bad right and I arguably almost didn't want it enough if 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 the way that how things looked and went like throughout my career I had enough I had I had a few opportun you know few situations where um, you know it almost the road almost ran out right. And, um, looking back on it, you know, I, I could have definitely worked harder than I did, but heck hindsight's always 2020. Right. So he's definitely have to really, really want it. And so, you know, I'm not trying to push him into it, you know, yeah. I'm trying to just let him do what he wants to do. And, you know, if he has motivation there for it, I'll, I'll help it, him with whatever it might be. It's so funny because, you know, you say he's three years old. And so you're like, oh, well, I've got 10 years before I can make that decision. No. But not these no. days. No, so, no. That, that decision's up on you already. Jason Burdett had his boy over at my go-kart track at three. Yeah. Riding around, riding <laughs> around, insane. you know, yeah. ten, yeah. at five, ten miles yeah, an hour. I started it at four and a half. Yeah. So, like, okay. yeah, the, the, it's, the window's it's closing. It's yeah. time. Yeah, it's, You're going to have to start deciding right now, like, how much are you going to go invest in his racing career? Who's his favorite driver? <laughs> I still think it's Chase. Like, he's shifting. Like, he's starting to like Denny more. I'd never even push that on him. He just started to like Denny yeah. more. Um, obviously, I'm up there with them, but it's different when you're your dad, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a little different. How, how, so, my when I was a kid – Dad, I had uh, I pulled for Jimmy Means, who was an independent, right? Um, but I never pulled for anybody that was like a threat to beat Dad on a weekly basis. Um, so how do you how do you how do you normalize that to where like you know your your son pulls for these other drivers that you go out there and have good and bad days with? I just I mean the way the way I look at it is like I he. You know, I can't tell him who he can or can't pull for. Like, if he likes this driver for for this reason or that mm-hmm. reason, at three years old, I haven't really had. Hey, why do you like this driver? So what if much? he liked the? What if he like? What, okay, so he's six years old, seven years old, or whatever, and he likes this jerk, like a completely terrible person. 
I mean, are you going to say, hey, man, I need to tell, slide over here. I need to tell you something about this guy. I mean, maybe I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would uh, I'd, I'd give him a little bit of trouble about that, especially as he gets older and older, you know. But um, If I wore the wrong hat, Dad would pull it off my head and set it on fire. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll do that. That's a great idea, though. Like, seems like extreme. He, like, uh, I'd say if I'd say, I mean, it's a long time down the road. But if you know, teenage years, you know, if I get into it with somebody, you know, on that particular yeah. weekend, he wears his hat. I mean, that's a good that's idea. A tough, but yeah, that's yeah he's really young right now. Like, I, it's all just innocent. You know, just I don't yeah. know if it's the car, the scheme, or the the driver. I don't know what it is. But so this is you. This is what you're gonna. This is what you're in for. Dad and Bill Elliott run into each other and uh it's a all-star race in 1987 and we go to darling or no we go to talladega and they had these bootleg shirts that said guess who ran into me today and it basically had bill's colors and dad's colors equally smeared across the shirt and so you could either one either fan could wear it and mm-hmm. go yeah Earnhardt hit me today or bill hit me and I took the shirt and went over to the Talladega short track. I'm probably 14 or 15. I don't remember how old I was, but uh, 87, so uh, 13. And I had Dad's number airbrushed into the shirt. Yeah. So I'm in my mind now. It's Dad's car. Look, you know, there's Dad's door. And uh, I thought I had a badass shirt. I, wa- I walked over to the Cup Garage the next day or the, or later that day or whatever, and Dad saw that thing and ma- made me take it off, right? He was so mad at me. And I was like, what, Dad? This is cool. And he was uh, pissed off. And I was like, but it's your number. You know, it's your shirt. <laughs> and he was like, no. What, what, what I didn't like about it, that it was bootleg or? Uh, may, he probably didn't like the bootleg part, but he probably didn't like the insinuation of, you know, conflict. He didn't want his son walking around the garage and maybe it. Bill, yeah. you know, seeing it yeah. and going, what a... What a little jerk that kid is. But, um, and the hat he took off. So, my grandfather, Robert G., worked for uh, Rick Hendrick, and Jeff Bedine drove his car. And dad and Jeff would wreck each other all the time. Dad wrecked Jeff a bunch. And I loved it. I loved him. I love when dad would wreck Jeff. But I also loved my granddaddy. And I came home from his house with uh, a Levi Garrett hat on, and that's the one he yanked off my head and threw it on the ground and set it on fire. Well, I think that's a little more understandable. <laughs> if yeah. it was just a random I'm on his hat, side on that, that one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, right. That's I had crazy. it coming. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but that's what kids are going to do, oh, right? Yeah. They're going to do those things. You're going to go, why doesn't this make sense to you, right? Back yeah. then, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, yeah, my granddaddy. I love yeah. it. What? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that uh, – We've heard Tony Jr. talk about because he was on that team. I think they actually used you for what you uh, didn't they know. They set me up. They set you up oh. and uh, to deliver a message. Yeah, they may have. Yeah. <laughs> they all stood back and watched it happen. Yeah. Xfinity Rewards is the place for Xfinity customers to get incredible NASCAR experiences this season. It's true. I even got to surprise Bridget, an Xfinity Rewards member, with hot laps around Charlotte. It was a lot of fun. She thought she was going to just get a pit crew experience, right? And um, we surprised her with uh, some laps around the racetrack in the car, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, that was cool. So you can check out the full video now with our friends at Xfinity Racing on social media and check out Xfinity Rewards anytime at Xfinity.com slash rewards.
NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Let's talk about the short track package coming up at Phoenix this weekend. Yeah. Um, we know what it is, right? We got a two-inch spoiler. Uh, they took some diffuser stuff off the bottom. 30% downforce reduction. Have you drove the car with this on there? Um, just in just at the to- Toyota Simulator. Um, I've really leaned on the feedback that that Christopher's given, um, just just some of the information that they gathered at that test. But but yeah, from everything I've seen. So it, C Bell, yeah, tested at Phoenix, yes, right? At the group organ, they had like a, a group test what's, out there. What's the overall opinion? Well, I mean, from what he said, this it's just the back of the car is just feels like it's like on ice. Um, and, and looking at SMT and, and MoTeC and, and the data from, from those tests, like even on, you know, lap one or, or it's still Phoenix. So it still takes four or five laps. I'd say for the tires to like come in just, I mean, it's, it's just Phoenix. That's how it's always been. Yep. Um, you know, even at the fast lap of the, of the run, I mean, you, you see, you see him in there pedaling the car all the way, um, off the corner, the corner exit of, of turn two, turn three and four. Um, not quite as much just cause that corner's got a little bit more banking and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you can see in there, even on his good laps, when the car is driving good, um, you know, he's having to, you know, handle it, you know, get, he might get a little tight, getting back the gas, snap loose and hold on to it, drive it off the corner. So, uh, just trying to get a feel for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just been Sim, like I said, and, and leaning on those guys, but it looks like it's going to be a bit different than what we've had at short tracks. So with the low profile tire, the, I haven't drove the car enough to have any kind of like a moment. And so, um, when the car steps out, right, is there, you know, typically with the low-profile tire, it's like a very, it's like a bit of a surprise. Yeah, like, it's you like don't, the moment's much sharper. You like don't, with the 15-inch tire, can you, you tell it's ease coming past though? it? Um, I'd say is, I'd say it. You can. You just have a lot less time to react to it, and sometimes it's almost best to not react to it. Like you'd see early last year, where drivers would react to it, overcorrect and. Bam! Yeah. Hit the wall like at a really severe angle. Yeah. Um. But this time it, it is it is odd. You know, I feel like the lower the speeds are, the less you're relying on the aerodynamics to like kind of keep the car going in the right direction. And with the quarter panel shorter, you know, when you get this thing crossed up at a really high speed racetrack, there's not the same amount of side force to, you know, get you back going the right direction. So, like places like Gateway really surprised me. Phoenix surprised me. In what the, way? The tire being wider. Even though the, the sidewall is less, you can still kind of accelerate and make lap time with the car sliding it around a little bit. Okay. It's it's not like the old cars because I feel like the old car when you would slide around that 15 inch tire you'd be burning it up, burning it up. 
Um, but with the, just the lack of pace fall off we've seen with the downforce we've ran, you could kind of get away with sliding that wider tire. It just seems like because it's wider, it just, you know, the window, once you go past it's sharper, but you can kind of still accelerate it while hustling it a little mm-hmm. bit too, which is interesting. That's, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I, I wonder what do you anticipate the race looking like? I mean, are we still going to be uh, single groove dominant? Do you think it's going to you know create opportunities where we're moving around? I know uh, a couple years ago they put the resin down. I thought that was amazing because you chase the resin mm-hmm. all day, and whereas the PJ one you just you just ran where the PJ one was. The resin seemed to be something that you chased and it wore away, and we went looking for more. Yeah, and. They didn't put the resin back down the last time we ran there at Phoenix, and so yeah. that was, you know, I, I don't know if it was as good of a race, but it was. What, what's what was weird though is that the the what they had put down in the years prior was still still, still kind of there, and yeah. it's still from what I saw, like where you still wanted to be in like one and two. Um, it was an option in three and four, so I, I don't know what they have planned yet. I yeah. think there's been some communication you, on the driver's side trying to. Do you think with understand. the lack, you know, feeling like the backs on ice? Do you think you're going to be trying to look for some of that stuff? More I think the less grip that you have, likely, yeah. that 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 percentage of increasing grip that you get from the resin or whatever's on the track becomes more important. Damn so, right. yeah, it might be a good thing for you know if I was looking at, it, I think I'd just leave the track alone because I still think drivers were able to go up into that into that front uh, during the test and and make it work. The so test I, they the were still to, to in, be at still the test there. they were still using some of it. I, I think so. That's nice. what I was told. So. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe we don't. Maybe the resin's not something that needs to be applied all the time. But if it sort of has this residual effect, I just love the idea of like being able to go find grip yeah. right on any track, whether you got something on the track or not. It's just you, and I know you love that too. I uh, just give up quick and I go to try something else. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Hey, I got a question about this. I think Kevin Harvick was actually alluding to the short track package, but um, over the week he said that he feels like that NASCAR is going to continue having to challenge the teams with this car because they figure it out so quick. They figure yeah. out the car. And so, yeah. like, I think about this past weekend's race. Perfect at, example. In yeah. Las Vegas. I mean, the, the the racing that we've come to know this car can do on these mile-and-a-halfers was not there. Yeah. And you guys got strung out. So what is your thought on that? Is that is that well, true? Is that I mean, you look at uh, Vegas 1, the off-throttle time was, was that of, I think, what everyone was hoping for. Then we go back. Um, when it was even, I think it was 20 or 30 degrees warmer in the fall. Um, and you know, we were able to dang to run wide open in one and two. And I think I breathed it just a hair in three and four. Christopher was, I think completely wide open, um, in one and two in his qualifying lap. And then we come back and qualify again. Uh, well, everyone, I, I didn't get to, but watching others qualify, like they're dang near wide open, um, in one and two and wide open in three and four. So yeah, as they've, continue to make this car better or or figure this car out it's kind of slowly watching it migrate back to almost wide open racing we saw with the 550 package and i think you know it's a small sample size but the the racing from sunday looked a little bit too much like the racing from before this car yeah you know what i mean well, and i think it's just the throttle time yeah, yeah you know it was cool there was wind there was there was things that added into that that headwind down the front made you have to really plan and you know the headwind down the front the tailwind down the back kind of shifted your options um in the corners like in three and four it it worked going up really high if you had someone in front of you 
But if you didn't, you know, you would just be so stalled out from the headwind. Yeah. Um, one and two, like the bottom worked really good because you have the tailwind to get you back going down the back straight away. So yeah, those things did play into it. But I've been watching the trend of this car and as, as it's been getting worked on and, and figured out by these teams, we've been getting closer and closer back to just completely wide open. Yeah. And I think when we're completely wide open, we'll see the, some of the racing that we saw Suffer. with, uh, you know, the old car. Yeah. Well, maybe they need to start dialing that, you know, as you find downforce, as the teams find ways to create downforce, create grip, then you got to dial it back out of the car. Yeah, just, you know, yeah some, I think it's just got to, for yeah. sure. So, um, you know, I've, I kind of wonder, I know it's early in the year, but I kind of wonder how your experience has been going uh, with changing teams, right? You were over, over at RCR, won a couple races last year, had a great thing going. You watched Kyle take the car. I mean, y'all y'all won the, both stages at Fontana in that car. You know it's a fast car. Kyle goes there and does some really good things and wins the race. Um, so that's not a big shock. But how, you know, how are you finding this shift uh, from culture and, and team, manufacturer? Uh, you changed from Junior Motorsports to RCR, so you understand how to adapt as a driver from one culture to a different culture. But um, you know, manufacturers and tools and sim and all those things are all going to be different for you now. And how's that going? Yeah, just going into it with an open mind. Um, you know, everyone on the Toyota side, TRD side has been really, really welcoming. Um, you know, I've, I've heard about it throughout the years, uh, as I've been in racing that they treat everyone like family and getting to experience that and see that, uh, first person firsthand is really cool. Um, they did, you know, they've made me feel right at home right away. Um, and then, yeah, on the team side, 2311 does things quite a bit differently than RCR. You know, Denny's approach, um, Wheeler's approach, you know, they got Dave Rogers. They got a lot of great people over there that I think just go about it differently um, than some of the other teams. And uh, just trying to get accustomed to their routine. You know, I had my routine that I had at RCR and the things that I would do during the week and just trying to get used to What's the, difference? the, the flow. Uh, you know, there's, I think it's all, all good things. There's, there's more meetings, you know, I think Dave's really pressed upon me the importance of, of being a better note taker. You know, I'd kind of, I, I would take notes and I remember things, but, um, you know, there was, there's, there's a lot of ways I could continue to improve as a driver and, and Dave and, and the team have really helped kind of open my mind up to some more things that, that I want to get better at. I feel like for me as a driver, what I, um, you know, in the off season of 2020 to 21, when I got a lot better at the road courses, you know, the team really gave me like, hey, this is what you need to look at. This is what we need to get better at. And they kind of gave me stuff to go chase after. And I feel like I've been given the same, you know, things to go chase after again this year with the new team. So, um, yeah, just trying to get used to the, to you know, you know, I, I know the drivers at Joe Gibbs Racing, obviously, don't know Denny, I know Martin, um, but working with them closer now, working with Bubba closer again, um, we kind of got to do that a little bit when he was at Petty and I was uh, at RCR, but then COVID kind of changed everything for the rest of the year. But just getting used to how they go about things, um, leaning on the drivers and how they approach simulator, getting used to the, the differences between the simulator that I was in to, you know, being in the Toyota simulator. But all of it's been good. It's just been... It's just been different. I think I got really used to that routine that I was kind of in for yeah. three or four years, um, and it it uh, it's just it's, it took a little bit of time to, I guess, get out of that routine and and try to piece together what my schedule week to week is going to look like and how to maximize it because I felt like that's where um, I was able to make good gains at RCR is I really had a my schedule packed full of stuff of what I needed to get done. And uh, we're, I'm still working trying to get that completely maximized over here. But it, I think it's off to a good start. I yeah. mean, we. We didn't get to practice or qualify it in Vegas, um, 
And just because Bubba's car and my car are really, really close setup wise, you know, he went out there and practiced really good, had some changes they tried. It, we didn't get to practice, but it was almost like we still did. So it worked out pretty good for us when the race started. So um, you talked about the, uh, the driver. Uh, you talked about your week. Um, when I've, I don't know in detail a lot of what a cup guy is doing, but I do know what our Xfinity guys are required to do and asked to do during the week. I remember exactly what I was doing just less than a decade ago. And other drivers in the cup garage, I knew what they were doing. And the amount of time that it were that is that you're responsible for now as a driver and you you've seen this change just in the time that you came into the sport. It's massively different. Yeah. No, like, for sure. Your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday is spoken for. You've got Yeah. You've got meetings and, and, and training and, you know, on top of that, you know, being a father and a husband and, and, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do those type of things. So, uh, you know, when I watch our Xfinity guys, I kind of worry, you know, like, man, they're going to, I worry about them getting burned out before the end of the year. That was a big concern when I came into NASCAR in, in 2000, dad and all those guys were like, the cup level is a little different. I promise you, no matter how well you think you're prepared and how well you think you've 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 scheduled your your year, ten races to go, you're going to be toast. You know, at the end of this year, you're going to be done. And they were right. You know, with about ten races to go in my rookie year, I was out of gas. You know, just emotionally and mentally. And I I don't think that I you know I look at what these guys are doing today, what you're doing. And I don't think that uh, it's it's not normal. <laughs> it is. It doesn't seem like it, it for sure. And now, and now I think too, like uh, a lot of people that come up into this type of you know getting the top three levels are in for a huge uh, awakening in terms of what they're going to be asked to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't think it changed. I don't think when I went from late models to Xfinity to Cup. The, the adjustment and the requirement and responsibility didn't change an awful lot. I still had a ton of free time during the week to fill with whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not the case anymore for you guys. Uh, where, where does it end? Like how, how much harder can you stretch out the day, right, and, and fit time into, uh, you know, into the week? Then you're going to go and put it all together and, race on the weekend i bet i mean when you probably go on the race weekend you're kind of like nice a little reprieve from training sim home all of the things i can actually you know when i'm not in the car and in the in the hauler i can kind of relax for a minute right well i'm i've kind of found myself to be the person that has to just be running and doing something or you know have to be working on something at all hours of the day like i've never really been the few times that I've tried to go on vacation and like unwind and relax, um, I sit down and maybe have a drink and then my mind just immediately goes back to thinking about what I should be doing at home or, you know, working on. I think I've just kind of, um, mentally maybe I was always that person, but I've done a better job over the last couple of years of really like taking that, uh, acting upon it and, and doing those things. So for me, like, yeah, it, it, my rookie, I had the same kind of burnout. I was, you know, I felt like I was working really hard doing all this stuff. Um, things just weren't working out. And yeah, about, it was about 10 races ago. I was like, man, this is tough. Um, but 
oddly enough, the answer for me at the time, um, and it still seems to be the answer was just, all right, off season gets here. Just, just go to work. I just kept working, working, working on it. And I've, I've just found myself that within myself that, you know, the more that I work on this stuff, the more confidence I have going into the race weekend. Um, and mentally it puts me in a better spot too. And I mean, I just, this is what I want to do. And I flat out just love putting all the time that I can into it. Um, I've gotten rewards from it. You're not always guaranteed that, right? And you can't get disappointed when you don't get them, but just the whole process, um, for me fulfills me on the racing side. And like also personally too, like I've really enjoyed getting in a lot better shape. Like I feel like I have more energy. I can do more things. It's just all around made me more productive. So, uh, you are in way better shape than when you first came into, you know, the Xfinity series. Um, the, what is the, what is the one thing that's most important to your, to your training? What is the one thing you like the most that, that you do the most? Like I liked riding bikes, bike riding bikes for me was great mentally and physically. Uh, is there one sort of thing that you stick to? Man, I, I really like all of it, but you know, I think it, it may not necessarily always be the most beneficial for like a super hot weekend at, uh, you know, like, a like a, like I can try to think of the race, like a road course, but, um, you know, for me, like being in the gym and weightlifting and doing exercises of that nature are always really fulfilling personally. Um, I used to absolutely hate running and running for me is like kind of a way to kind of unwind and unplug from everything going on and mm-hmm. just work on yourself. So now on, you like honestly running. all of it on, I, I did a lot of biking cause I hated running cause my, you know, my, my knees would hurt, my legs would hurt and I kind of enjoyed exploring the process of, okay, well, why do my legs hurt when I run? Okay, well, my form is terrible. I need to work on my form. I need to change the shoes I'm wearing. I need to, you know, um, how I'm sitting in the car is screwing up my legs when I run. And then I fix that, and it seemed to also help my comfort inside the car. So it just everything I've kind of done has been based around making me better in the car to some degree, and I feel like it's helped me be better in the car. So I just I just continue to feed off of that and just – keep chasing that yeah. perfection that you'll never get to but i just really enjoy enjoy that part of it yeah. it's it's helped that's one of the most impressive things about you for me is how you change how you worked harder on you you know there were when you came into the xfinity series there were a couple moments where you were like you looked at me and you're like i'm gonna do better i, I can do better i can do this better and it wasn't even it wasn't even on the track stuff yeah right and you went to rcr you're You've you've physically gotten better shape. You seem more mentally, um, you know, grasping what you're trying to accomplish week to week and day to day. You seem to have a better, you know, understanding of what's in front of you, um, and that's really really impressive. Because man, the raw ability and the raw talent um, that a lot of people think you have is 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 you know up there. I mean, Denny's uh, Denny's said it. Everybody at RCR knows it. Um, anybody that you ever worked with knows that the, there's this raw sense of what the car is doing underneath you that a lot of drivers don't even possess. And, you know, it's the difference between what makes a good guy and a great, a great good driver and a great driver is that, that real incredible sense. And you're putting the rest of that package together. I mean, you're getting really close to sort of, you know, you can be great anywhere, road courses, uh, short tracks, um, anywhere. And so, um, it's pretty impressive to see. I just think that, you know, it's, it's been nice to see you, you know, take things more and more seriously as you get further into this deal and appreciate it as much as you do. Um, when you got behind the wheel of the 2311 Toyota, 
What are some of the first things you noticed that were different than the Chevrolet you've been driving for for Richard? Well, I definitely think you know how, how what their approach to the sim um, uh, is is definitely a little bit different. Um, you know, I feel like I, I have to be a bit more disciplined um, in in their simulator, which which is something I tried to really chase after um, when I was with with Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seemed to work good for us while we were at RCR, but, uh, is it easy sometimes to get lazy in the sim? I, man, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I've always been, I've always just kind of went in there with like real intensity. Gonna learn something today. Yeah. Yeah. Man, gotta, Cause you I, know, we got to make a number of gains, yeah. you know, like the I, drivers I just run so many laps and do yeah. so many things. You know, if we haven't exhausted the notebook or the idea, the list of ideas to try, you know, it wasn't a successful day. So I just. I love doing that stuff because we can hit on something that f- just, you know, in feel wise or, or yeah. speed wise that really wakes the car up or makes a change. Like, I think that's why I enjoy working at it. Again, another reason why I like working at it so much is because when you make those gains in the simulator, I mean, they don't always pan out, but when they do, I mean, it it's it's the greatest feeling in the world when you when you make that when you put that work in. You and the team put that work in. You yeah. find something that improves the performance on Sunday. And so there were. Times in, you know, even just recently years ago where a lot of drivers didn't like to do sim, didn't think it was a big benefit. You see a transition now more and more where drivers are, you know, because of their very limited time to go on the track and actually test things in real life. You see more and more drivers, especially the younger guys coming in with a very dedicated approach to sim time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, how I learned to run the wall was on the simulator with Kyle. You know, yeah. when I was teamed up with Kyle Larson um, at Chip Ganassi Racing, you know, For he real? knew how to run the wall pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I go in the simulator and, and try and mimic it and replicate it. And it gave me a starting point. Um, I think even Dave and Noah, you know, from the, the, the notes that we had when we had our rookie test there, I think Dave and Noah dove through that information and really studied it uh, as far as I know. Yeah. And um, Noah took that as a starting point and look at what he can do on the fence now too. So like, I feel like it's kind of funny how all this is kind of stemmed from Kyle and us kind of mimicking what Kyle does and then kind of turning it, starting there and then building off that and how we kind of approach it. But but yeah, for me, the simulator, whether it's that stuff, road courses, especially, you know, I saw so much, I got so much better as a driver. Um, I've gotten so much better as a driver just through so many different aspects of, of the racing, whether it's been the short tracks, working at stuff at Martinsville or, uh, working on the road course stuff, obviously, like the sim simulator has, you know, made me such a better driver. And while I appreciate the comments about the talent and everything, I mean, obviously, look look at how I was doing it uh, when I was here, right? Like I had the talent, and I was kind of, you know, I can do this and that with a car, and I can I can make this work, right? And then it wasn't until years later that I realized, well, it only gets you so far. You got to work really, really hard. And I feel like, yeah, I've been able to get so far off the talent but it was really important to just you know it's not enough you got to just keep pushing in every area possible to get better yeah hey nascar fans kick your online experience into higher gear with the xfinity 10g network get the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day plus everyone can be online together even during peak hours you'll get a consistent and reliable connection so your crew can work, they can stream, and game all at the same time. Wave the green flag because the future starts now. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. 
Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Tyler, now that you've got me drunk on this beast unleashed and i just don't, I just don't care anymore I, I i would like to ask you about the time you announced you were leaving rcr to the time you actually went to 2311 what was that like and what would you what would you wish you had done differently if there's anything um honestly uh for me um you know i think when you look at it um you know denny and and, and myself included we all wanted to get it out there we wanted it to be our news and you just know how everything works um, in, in media and in, in the world that we live in today. It's really hard to keep things under wraps. Someone's going to find out. Someone's going to, you know, take away your opportunity to announce what your future is. So for us, that's just the way we wanted to do it. And obviously, the things that happen after the fact, um, they are what they are. But um, I'm at 2311 now. I'm working with Toyota now. And the end goal in all this when, you know, well, I didn't know it was going to be this following year now, but, yeah. you know, the end goal down the road was I want to be with, with this team and, and with Toyota, and we want to start building on, you know, the foundation of what we want to grow and build into together. Denny wants that team to grow into championship caliber, and, you know, he wanted me to be a part of it, and I wanted to be a part of that too with, with him and Michael and Curtis. And so, yeah, it sped it up a little bit. Um, so, honestly, I hate that I kind of didn't get to finish that last year with, with the team and those guys. But it worked out perfectly for, for them. They got they got one of the best drivers out there in Kyle Busch. So I was I was worried about that hole that might might be there for them. But they got a really good driver and they've already won. So you know, it, I think it all I think it all really worked I, out. I think it did too. Keep in mind, you know, Dale also at this table we all have experienced the announcement of leaving a team and then having to finish out a year with them. Listen, there's no way to say it. it's awkward. Is it not? I mean, Dale announced he was leaving DEI, announced he was going to go to Hendrick Motorsports, still had a whole year to finish out with DEI. There's no, there's nothing that makes that easy. You got your team, all that stuff. I would imagine it wasn't easy for you. There's just no easy way to do that. Is that fair to say? There was hard moments. Definitely when I sat down and told them, hey, this is what's going to happen. That was a, that was a hard conversation to have with them. They were, they were heartbroken about it. I, I hated to be the one telling them that, but I needed to be the one telling them that. There's nobody else to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it could have, I, I guess in a sense, you know, the playoffs didn't really go the way we wanted it to. Was that because of, of the announcement? I don't think so. It was just a product of kind of what had plagued us all year long, and it was tire failures. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, I think just because of who I am and how hard I worked with that team, they knew, that, well, they, they obviously knew in the future I wasn't going to be there, but they not for one second questioned my effort and how much I was going to put towards it. And we just continued to work hard. We went back out and won an Indy. You know, playoffs were tough for us. And after 
getting eliminated, we still weren't in any mindset of, okay, we're going to give up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We just kept working on it and we got win Texas and we had speed at a number of other tracks too. That's just, that's just who we are. It, it definitely raised tensions in other areas in the company, but our team, our group, we, we had each other's backs and we we're going to see it through to the end, whenever the end well, ended up being. Where do you think, you, where do you think things are with you and Richard? You guys on a good? I think so. Yeah. You know, it was, I, I don't think, definitely from my side, and, I, and as far as I understand from our conversations on his side, is nothing personal. It just all came down to business. And once yeah. it's business, you know, you know, we'll see it through to the end of, of that. And then, you know, I, every time we've ran into each other uh, this year in the garage, you know, he's been really, really great to me, and I've, I've reciprocated that too. So yeah. I think obviously, you know, it, it put – they were in a, in a weird spot, right? Like uh, they – didn't know what their direction and future was going to be for a little bit, but then they, they started to figure out their options. And then when, once Kyle and that whole deal worked out for them, you know, I feel like they, you know, things worked out really well for, for RCR and them. I, I definitely didn't want to put them in a spot where they were going to have to almost reset and try and figure out what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, it worked out really good in them getting Kyle. If there was friction or if there was tension, um, what did the Indy win do for that? If anything, I, I know that from our standpoint, just watching it, it would have seemed we, I don't know if it's a narrative that we just wanted to believe was true, but an indie win would do some positive, I don't know, healing or repairing or anything if there is any of that to be uh, healed and repaired. Is that true? Did Indy do that? Or well, was that I, just something that we just wish kind of happened? I think more than anything, it was like, hey, we, you know, all this is out there, but it doesn't change anything about, about this year. Like, I'm still 100% locked in on this team. The team's still 100% locked in on me. We're going to go out there and we're going to try and, you know, get all the way to Phoenix and get a championship. And Richard even said that, too. He's like, hey, you know, we're going to go out here and we're going to give everything we have and we're going to try and go win this championship. Obviously, it didn't work out like that. But, I mean, I think the speed that we had, we just needed to have a few things go the other way and we could have definitely went farther than we did. But um, that's racing. So what kind of owner is Denny? He's very he's very plugged in. and. Um, having a current driver as an owner is, uh, is, is a really cool thing. Um, you know, I've gotten to experience that in, in other, other areas, you know, with in the past, but having, um, a driver that you're competing against also be your team owner. Um, I, I didn't know if there, there was going to be disadvantages to it. And I haven't, I haven't really seen one yet. Honestly, I, mm -hmm. I don't, um, having him be plugged in, you know, with, with Gibbs as he is, and then be paying attention and pushing on on the team on certain areas that we need to get better it's all been really good and then too just you know i have i have bubba as a teammate i've got all the, the gibbs drivers as teammates anyways but then i got denny as well and as a as a teammate owner like he he wears a lot of different hats i don't know how he keeps up with it all honestly yeah. it's a lot but, sleep. Um, but yeah it's been it's doesn't been look, great doesn't seem like he sleeps or has time to sleep have you been uh have you got to meet michael yes and what was that like uh, that was really um <laughs> it's a crazy moment um, in my life. You know, I, I, I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people uh, throughout my life. The, the first big one, honestly, was when I got to meet you at uh, the National Guard Youth Foundation deal in D.C. <laughs> yeah. I, about, I about crapped myself. I thought I was a what nervous wreck. What were you doing wreck. there? Well, I honestly, we were trying to work with, there was some people we were working with that was involved with it in the time. And just you know, you were you were involved with them too, so it just it worked out. I was there, you were there, so I'm like, you know, the people I was with, like, all right, let's go introduce you to Dale. And I was like, wow. okay. And so that was a really big moment for me. Michael meeting Michael is another huge one. Um, but yeah, 
we we got right down into it, got to talk about just just anything imaginable, right? Racing, non-racing related stuff. Um, I knew he was involved and I knew he pays attention, but it really um, surprised me how locked in and involved he really is and how much he pays attention. Uh, even before Daytona, he was busting busting me pretty good about, yeah, you're, you know, your speedway finishes haven't been too good. You know? <laughs> I'm not expecting, you know, he's, well, I'm not expecting a lot on Sunday. That's I'm hilarious. Like, I got me fired up. Yeah. And so I, it, up until I got uh, collected with Harvick, I'd run the cleanest race of my life on a speedway, like coming into pit road, like eighth or ninth, coming out first to third. Like I was, I was extra motivated. So um, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> he um, knows how to motivate you. That's yes, good. Yes. And again, it's been really surprising how much when, like last year things, um, like when I got a little banged up at Martinsville and just a number of other things were going on, just always checking on me. Hey, you all right? How are things going? Just he, he checks in all the time too. Yeah. And that's been really cool to see. What was that experience like? Going through that injury or getting kind of banged around at Martinsville, what was what was going on? What were you thinking? It was it was odd. Um, you know, I'm just very fortunate that whatever I was feeling at the time just was gone really really quickly. Um, you know, by I'd say Monday morning, I was feeling good, and obviously I needed to go through all the steps and make sure there was nothing going on and that I was 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 okay to return to racing. And thankfully, I was. But it was a, a weird moment for sure. You know, you never expect a restart just stack up to do that but um in the moment it, it was a very odd situation and yeah. i knew it wasn't wasn't 100 percent in that time and that i needed to, to get out of the car and when i did i realized like yeah something was a little off but thankfully the more that we dove into it um you know it, it ended up not being serious and i was able to go back to racing that's honorable for you to um to be in the situation you're in right in the middle of the you know the mix and got all these things to look forward to uh to to say, hey man, you know, this I got a thing. I need to I need to take care of this. Um, I think that sets such a great example, and it seems that seems that drivers are becoming more and more comfortable with it, you know saying, hey, um, I'm, I'm I need a minute here, and you know I think part of that's just a nice little culture shift that you know it's okay to do that, but also. Um, and I think there's some, you know, you can take, you can, you can jump in, but I think drivers have a bit more respect for their longevity and and their careers, especially younger guys now. Um, but the car too, you know, the car did have some issues. NASCAR's made some changes trying to improve that. Um, and so I think that there was also, um, you knew that is it, or I guess I'm asking you, is this true? You knew that, hey man, if I have a little thing that I think I need to get looked at, and I'm potentially in something. This car could do this again tomorrow. This could, this could this could this car until it can be improved could potentially create more more and more problems for me in the very short term. Is that what's going on in your mind? Yeah, I mean, in, in that moment, I was, you know, thinking of okay, if we have another restart stack up, you know, what potentially could that lead to? Then, you know, would it have been more serious? Would yeah. it have actually been something to where then I I don't get to finish the year out at Phoenix? So, um, yeah, it was just. I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was thinking about, I mean, not necessarily, I was thinking about myself, but I was also thinking about like, do I really need to put the team in this position? Cause like if something does go wrong and then I just absolutely destroy a race car, I'm not helping them either. Yeah. But, but yeah, like I honest, if I'm being honest, like I, I, I look at a guy like Mark, Mark Martin and, and some of these other drivers that, that did it for so long. And that's something if, if, if I can, I, I want to race as long as I can in this sport. Like this is, what when I was 
you know, two, three years old, I dreamed of being, and I want to do it as long as I can. I want to do it well. I don't just want to be out there and and in the field. Like I want to be, be sharp and I want to be, be a, be an asset to my team. So I want to do this for a long time. So in in that moment, I, I felt like long-term the right move was, I'm not feeling right. I need to get out of the car and, and evaluate what's going on. And, and I've definitely through, you know, through the things we've seen with this car, try to pay more attention to what you're feeling and be more in tune with what your body is telling you just so you know, okay, um, I need to be thinking about this or I need to be thinking about that. And just, again, it's all about that longevity. Like if you bite the bullet and say, nah, I'm fine. I can get back in the car or, or do this or do that, make these decisions. Um, as we've learned more and more, we realize now like the long lasting effects from that yeah. potentially be really bad. So this great self-awareness, um, the changes that NASCAR made, you go to, you go to, um, the Coliseum and you're in similar scenarios with, with, uh, the, you know, the, the checking up and the accordion effect of all those things that you felt at Martinsville. Is the car better? Um, unfortunately, uh, the, my opinion and the opinion of, of the others that, that were just, just bumper cars all night long. Um, it didn't, didn't really feel like it, to be honest with you. Um, so that, that's something we've, I yeah. think, I believe we've shared with, with NASCAR. We've, I think, uh, yeah, we had a meeting, I think going into Daytona, we talked about a number of things, but, um, you know, it, it didn't seem like it at that, at that event, it was any better. I, um, yeah, I didn't tear the car apart and look at it after the fact, but like the, the, the sharp hits, the low speed, uh, stuff. the low speed stuff was still pretty significant yeah. for mm. sure. Yeah. So what I feel like that happened is you know, looking at the bumper structures and, and, and a lot of things like, yeah, I could, wa- hearing the feedback from you, all right, NASCAR makes the changes. Going into this year, we're all hoping that those changes are great. Drivers have feedback after the, 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 the uh, Coliseum. And then you look at the car and you go, okay, low speed stuff's still a problem. I think the high speed stuff's absolutely got to be better. You know, they took out enough stuff that when that car hits the wall at 150 miles an hour, it's it's going to absorb that impact better for you. But the low speed stuff apparently still needs a little bit of work. And I could absolutely look at the structure and the and the bracing in the in the bumpers of sports and see see that that could still be potentially too too rigid for you know you know lighter impacts. Hey, I got a question for yeah. him about this. Is sort of aligned with this. Now I'm not going to ask you to make an opinion about. Chase Elliott and what you do, what he does in his off time and that kind of thing. But in yesterday's show, Dale and I had a discussion about like he, when he was a driver and what he would do in his off time and the and the kind of the mental process you apply to to live a life versus the risk and reward of you know doing something you know that might actually injure you. So my question for you is: Do you think about things in the middle of the week or when you're deciding on where to go on vacation? Or whatever you do with your life, do you always think back to what does this do or could it have an effect on my racing career at all? And do you have an opinion about this medical waiver thing? And I'm assuming you would be okay with it, right? Uh, assuming so. But what is your opinion on all that? Yeah, um, I think for me that's something that as I've, you know, we talked about how definitely my mindset's changed over the years. I definitely say, you know, three or four or five years ago, um, I wasn't really thinking about it quite as much. You know, I've, I've almost ripped my finger off like the day before an Xfinity race and had to have it in a sling. Like I've, I've made some pretty poor decisions and not really thought about it. Right. Like, Oh, that'd be all right. Oh no, that went really bad. I didn't, you know, I should have been thinking about this or that, but, um, yeah, the, the whole medical waiver thing will be interesting to see how that goes because 
I feel like if for whatever reason they don't give him one, that that puts all the drivers in a really weird spot where they're going to feel like they have to live like in a bubble. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be worried about running down the road um, on the highway, exercising. I'm going to be worried about riding my mountain bike, running my you know, road bike. Worried about training. Training. Yeah. Is it worth to go that extra ten pounds on on this deadlift and blow your back out or not? Like, obviously, you work really hard on your form and all that stuff to avoid that and mm-hmm. self awareness, but still, things can happen, right? Um, so it'd be interesting how that plays out. But for me, how I look at it is I've never been really great at snowboarding, but you know, you, you have to be locked in. And if you're going at a good speed, like, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of videos of, you know, helmet cams of of people snowboarding. It's, it's intense. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be locked in and anytime that you can, you know, kind of almost train your brain or train your mental awareness and being able to find that zone and get locked in. I feel like whether I've been able to try and lock in on that when I'm, when I'm running, I guess when you're running on the highway or the uh, sidewalk, it's not as technical, but when you're trail running, you have to be really aware you're going to put your feet When you're riding a mountain bike, you know, an inch this way or that way could mean <laughs> disaster. Right. So there's a number of things that I feel like I do that, that help train my brain. And I don't know if necessarily that's why Chase does it, you know, might just because for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope, I hope that, you know, they give him a medical waiver and allow him to come back on his own terms and then go, compete for a championship yeah if you're a diecast fan like me you know that lionel racing they are the official diecast of nascar right now our friends at lionel are busy working on the 2023 diecast replicas of our favorite cup xfinity and truck series drivers along with some of lionel's most popular diecasts raced wins to create a race wins diecast lionel artists hand draw all the damage all the scuffs, all those seen on the winning car in Victory Lane on Lionel's diecast template. They even had all the little pieces of confetti. These race wins diecasts capture a moment in time like no other collectible can. They're the next best thing to owning the actual race winning car. Order a race wins diecast now at LionelRacing.com and get free domestic shipping if you use promo code DOWNLOAD23. That's promo code DOWNLOAD23 at LionelRacing.com. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or the neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place. Dalton, this probably sounds real familiar to you. It does. I just bought a house last year. and You know, you asked, uh, why can't all this information be in one place? Well, now it is. On Homes.com, they've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. So um, I'm going to see if you can be completely honest. So Hopefully. How hard is it to not pay attention to how Kyle runs your old team, your old car, you know, just in the couple races that y'all been on the racetrack together and at the race weekend together, what is what is that like for you? You know, seeing that car out there either run poorly or run really good, right? De- you know, depending on the result, is it is it just another car? Is it really 
kind of like you have no emotional attachment, good or bad to it, or because I feel like that. You know, I I I moved out of the Xfinity series, and other drivers got in that car, or you know, and I've seen drivers of our, you know, our team swap around. You know, when you went to RCR, for example, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, dang, I hope he doesn't beat us. I want to beat. You know, I want to. I want outrun him. I want him. I wanted you to regret leaving, right? I wanted you to. You know, I, I can be honest and say, man, I wanted him to – certainly didn't want you to go there and go, man, this is better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I wanted you to go there and go, you know, I really I really had a great place. I really had a great place at Junior Motorsports. Sports. So, uh, you know, to, to, to my point is, like, when you're, you know, out on the racetrack with a car that you used to drive, what's what's that like? It's The motions are tough. You're kind of, like, torn, like – I mean, it was the same thing when I went from here to RCR. Like, me and Dave were still really, really close. And I wanted to see that whole team still do well because mm-hmm. all the people on that team meant a lot to me. A lot of the people in this building meant a lot to me, still mean a lot to me. So you're kind of conflicted a little bit. You you don't want to see them do bad. You don't want, you know, like, I, I never once in my mind, once, what you know, watching Kyle at Fontana win that race, like, never once crossed my mind, like, man, I you know, Man, I hope something happens. Never once crossed my mind. But certainly too, you I feel like a sense of motivation, kinda like you talked about, like you wanna you wanna outrun them. You know, you're yeah. the competitor and you wants to do better than them. So you're kinda like caught in this weird middle ground. Like you you don't wish anything ill will on them, but you wanna go out there and and, and beat them in, in competition because, well, you know, you're you're somewhere else now. So it's just it's tough. Like for me, i I have good friends on that team and to see them win is is makes you happy. Um but you know, we'll see. Maybe ask a question again when it's me head to head going for a race win and see how I feel about after fact. Yeah, feel <laughs> six months from now. So, um, th- how have you changed? We're going to get to to the Xfinity stuff here in a minute, but how have you changed as a driver from uh, the person you were standing on pit road at Bristol in the dirt race? So, I feel like that maybe you're the same, maybe you're different, but you uh, Briscoe and you get together. Briscoe sent it into the corner, wasn't going to make the corner. You and neither one of you get the win. Um, you surprised a lot of people by how you reacted after that race. Um, but I'm sure that you've changed or grown and, and, and maybe you don't need to, maybe that reaction was perfectly fine, but, um, say that happens again this year, you know, what, where, where do you think you are, uh, in your growth cycle, I suppose, in terms of how you handle those types of situations? Cause I'll be honest, man, I mean, I know it's my cars, but you know, you were spicy, at Fontana, the one hits you, and you're like down the back straightaway. You're like, oh, "Hey, yeah. you jerk! Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. you ran me in the freaking wall, yeah. you idiot!" And then, you know, you know, and I, th- I think you had the same sort of, um, same sort of reaction to Josh. You know, if you could have, you know, shown him some displeasure, you would have, right? And so, and, and well, I don't know. It, I, I when I went back and watched the deal with Josh, like I come flying down the track, and I'm like. Oh man, did I lose my cool for a second? Was I yeah. thinking about it? I was looking at <laughs> your... Was I thinking about it? I could have yeah. got both of them in one swing, right? They had but an I, in I car they had an in car camera and I was watching your eyes. I was like, man, I wonder if I can see his anger. Because some you know, you were you know, I didn't know if you were like gonna bow up in the car, but um I wonder, you know, th- you know, there me and Mike were talking about this about like me being angry at another driver, and we were having a hard time really finding examples of me just really being pissed. A guy cuts you off on the highway. You lose your shit. I, I actually don't. Really? Yeah, I don't get mad on the highway Golly. at all. I used to when I was like really, really young. Like I would kind of show displeasure and, I mean, and get have... back at people. But like yeah. I just, I don't know. 
Man. When uh, when I get cut off on the highway, like it's nothing against him. Like hopefully he finds this funny. I'm like, oh, that was Ross. He just he took the line away. Here we go. You know, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just wait my turn and maybe I'll get back around this yeah, car a little bit Ross. later on. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't really get mad. Um, yeah. You know, I you haven't even had a Ross run in, have you? I mean, honestly, no. Me and him but raced just really like a, really hard together yeah. and. Like me but and it's him, just a dry, every every guy's natural reaction is to think the guy that cut him off on the highway is Ross. That's what I took <laughs> I mean, away from that. I, I, that's a, yeah. I don't even really. I you honestly Ross. don't mean that in a negative <laughs> no, way. I know. I don't. I don't. He is. Like I was going back, get ready for uh, Vegas uh, last week, and it was just so impressive. Eventually, Joey got alongside him in that fall race last year, but so impressive how he just just left Joey no options right up in I mean for for number of laps yeah. on old tires so I mean honestly I said I have a compliment like him and Brandon I, work really really good together yeah. um on the roof and in the car yeah as a broadcaster I love it but um <laughs> yeah he's right. good for entertainment um so but anyways back to my question like so have you have, have oh yes um, have you evaluated some of those moments and have you would you handle it differently today I think well, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I think throughout that whole situation, um, I, I found that, you know, after after the year was after the playoff run, it kind of took in its course. Like those five points would have, I would have survived Bristol, all the chaos we had there. We would have um, won at Texas and then been into the the final round of the whole deal. Obviously, we needed more speed there, but. When you look at all that, definitely, I think it shifts how you may may respond to something like that if it happens again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, if this happens again in a similar way, you know, where are those five points that I missed out on going to cost me down the road? Hopefully, they don't. But yeah. it, you know, my, my definitely my mind at the moment when that happened, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, you know, we'll win more races and we won't need those five points. I know we needed those five playoff points, but certainly after going through that whole situation or miss out on the first round and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it'll definitely change how I approach that situation going forward. Damn. I'm not saying like to oh, yeah. go out there and lose my sure. mind on someone, but that's interesting though that you probably did... not gonna be as accepting of the outcome. Yeah. But I, I still in that moment felt like, yes, he ran me like he ran me down. Like I could have done more. I could have done something different, better to keep the gap. He caught and I, you. I didn't. He caught yeah. me. And it was the last corner into turn three, and I'd attempted the save move that he had attempted a few times on other cars. I was able to make it work because they didn't defend it. Um, I tried to defend it. If I wouldn't defend the dang slider, I probably would have. He probably would just spun out of what kept going. So I, I look at it in a very different sense than, than well, some. You should be commended to look at it that way. Well, everybody else put it in our. We put ourselves in your shoes. We would have been livid. I wonder too if us, us like strictly pavement guys have have a don't have quite the understanding that he and Chase have of what went down in that moment right is the dirt is is with y'all's dirt history and experience yeah. I, I think y'all look at it differently i think so but i i do think i remember talking to kyle about it and he was like dude he just took you out and i'm like well he's more dirt more dirt guy than any of us <laughs> and he still feels that way larson said that i think yeah. he did don't quote me on that but i i do feel like he was like you know yeah. didn't understand that but i don't know i feel like it was in control of what happened and i let him get there yeah the dale jr download is brought to you by zip recruiter you going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. 
It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DaleJr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, you gotta, uh, we got to talk about this uh, paint scheme you got coming up yeah. in a couple weeks. Um, now, Xfinity are a great partner here for us at, at the download and for, uh, for Dirty Mo Media. And, uh, man, they have been incredible in, uh, in the Xfinity series, supporting that. They do so much in our sport. Um, it's one of the biggest sponsors in NASCAR. Uh, they're going to be uh, on your car at Atlanta. And, um, man, I'm looking at this paint scheme. We're not going to reveal it, but it's beautiful. They got the new 10G network. And uh, which is fun to joke around because they skipped a few. They <laughs> went, a few numbers. Yeah, they went from just they went right past else, six, seven, right? eight, and nine. Get just jump right by them. Yeah. But um, you know, you know, you you've won in the Xfinity series, and you know what they mean to this series uh, for to this sport and everything that they do, and they support so much going on in NASCAR. It's got to be pretty cool for you to be able to carry their colors in a beautiful race car. It is. Um, I mean. Whether whether it was was here and then at RCR getting to win the championship in the Xfinity series and just everything that they do for that series um, and for the drivers. Um, you know, they've, they've you know, Xfinity, cha- Xfinity and Xfinity Racing changed my life, really. And so to um, a couple years down the road, be working with them at, at 2311 um, is a really cool opportunity. And, and, yes, I'm really excited about about the colors of the car. Um, yeah. You know, purple purple is, is a color, I've, is, is an underrated color, and I, I really do like the, the look of the car for, for Atlanta. The paint scheme will be revealed next Tuesday, uh, the 14th. Um, do you have, like, any influence on any paint schemes? Are you Do you get involved in design of the cars or anything like that? I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, right now I'm not. I don't know. It, it's just one more person that's got to go through it if I do, but... You know, I, I'm I'm kind of new new at 2311. I'll work work my way into <laughs> some other things down the road, but but definitely I would I would I love you know old school cars. I feel like I have kind of a almost a throwback nostalgia vibe to what I like to see on the track. But um, yeah, I'll try and I'll try and sink my way into into some of those discussions down the road after I'm there for a little longer. Yeah, well, man, it's a good looking race car, and and um, man, going to Atlanta. I know oh. that track is. <laughs> who would have ever thought it is what it is now? It's crazy. It's it's, it's a wild race. Yeah. I I really thought. I hate to see the old Atlanta go because that was such a unique animal, and you just it demanded perfection, right? And uh, what it's turned into now is kind of the same, but it's yeah. plate racing. You know, you can't make a mistake anywhere, and um, obviously we didn't have the finishes we wanted when we were there last year, but like we were really strong. I had a lot of fun drafting. I feel like me and Denny have some things working out pretty good there and that hopefully we can share amongst, you know, all the Toyotas and, and, and have a good strategy going back. But Atlanta's really become fun. It's it's like a you know, I was I had my I had my reservations about it first, but it's really turned into a speedway race, you know, unlike the others that I really yeah. enjoy. I, I was actually gonna ask you about uh, real quick, cause since 
Atlanta's next weekend. You're going to run this Xfinity 10G car next weekend. So, like, yes, drivers were very vocal when the Atlanta track was reconfigured. I don't remember where you were or if you necessarily spoke up like everybody, you know, like... I definitely these, did. Did you? And, I mean, and, I would honestly... I, <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to race more. That's a dirt racer in me, right? Like, I almost wish we could have the Atlanta now and still have the old Atlanta. But obviously, you see these tracks get to a point like we had it. At, at Fontana, With where the they're coming apart. Yeah. Well, the weepers and just amount of debris that was destroying the noses. Like, there's a, there, there unfortunately is a time where you have to say, all right, we got to, we got to start I, over. I loved seeing how tore up the noses were, man. That was, <laughs> it created a lot of, a lot of insane. issues for the teams, but I know, yeah. I don't know if you saw some of the splitters were literally separated, Destroyed, tore off. Yeah. And at that point, you're junk, yeah. you know? So, um, I hated that part of it, but I you think know, it's just the direction of the next gen car. So, I know that technology and pavement is much better 20 years, uh, 20 years after the fact but uh the first time that atlanta was repaved uh was 96 i believe and so i raced it in 01 i raced it in 98 99 it was pretty damn slick in just a couple of years yeah. um because of the environment down there yeah. it's almost in kind of this sort of sand hills almost like a, a you know beach town if you will it get it will uh it will more than likely degrade or lose grip much more quickly than you might see like a charlotte or something like that so i'm i'm excited to see what you guys say in just a year's time how how yeah. slightly different it will be uh and it will progressively kind of get closer and closer to that old atlanta yeah field. i hope so yeah. if not then we just need to get a few of us together and go find some old blueprints from paving equipment back in the 90s and just yeah. bring it back and repave tracks with that stuff. Yeah. It, that, it worked. Yeah. It worked. We had tire fall off. We had blazing fast lap times and qualifying, and it would chew tires up, move around. So, yeah. I don't know. I may have to – if I do if I do pretty good over here at 2311 and get some money sitting on, yeah. I might have to go buy you some just, paving equipment. When you, mix the, when you mix the aggregate with the, the, you know, asphalt, the tar and all that, you know, you got to put more – uh, crushed seashell and, and granite. Yeah, for sure. And so there's less tar. Um, I think the um, you might find this interesting. So Charlotte, they repaved it years ago, right? Yeah. It still has a bottom dominant groove. They put the resin up top, and we you know we saw the Xfinity series and the cup guys run a little bit higher. But if you don't treat that track, you're running right on the bottom. Well, actually, I felt like once all they really went out there and scrubbed all that stuff off of yeah. it. Um, before the 600 we had this this past year. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the resin actually made it bottom dominant because it was so slippery and wouldn't ever really get the temperature and heat friction it needed yeah. to come in. So actually when we like had our test there in the um, off season or uh, in the fall or whatever, they went out and sprayed the whole track off. And that was like the first time in years you could actually get all the way up by the wall and move around. Really? So I was really excited about the 600 and yeah. then you saw it, you could run top to bottom again. So I was... I was really worried about that that track when that when it was still on the track, but they went out there and just pressure washed the daylights out yep. of it and got all of it off, and I feel like the top's back. Yeah, the, the oval the oval race at Charlotte this past year was phenomenal, but uh, that when they repaved that track decade a decade or two ago, I mean it was like fifteen years ago they repaved it. Um, they repaved it with uh, they used rubber polymers instead of like a, a concrete, a granite, or crushed any kind of aggregate, right? And so it's like rubber on rubber. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it was like not falling off. It wasn't wearing. It wasn't deteriorating. It was like a brand new repave for like 10 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, the technology in asphalt and, and paving has gotten too good. It's for good our, for the highway, but yeah. has, I, we no. need to get away from it on the racetracks, right? For sure. I think they've learned that lesson. Well, man, I um, 
I'm thankful you gave us some time today. A lot of fun hanging out. Um, I love watching you race. Hope that you get things going uh, uh, at 2311. I know it's early in the season, and it's been kind of a clunky start with the with the weather and everything. Um, so you haven't really been able to get your feet underneath you, but I'm sure once you do, you're going to be a handful. Um, and we hope you come back and visit us soon. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I'm telling you, if we if we have cars like we did at Vegas, Pit Road obviously bit us, but if we have cars like we did at Las Vegas this year, we're going to be right where you want to be. But All thank right. you for having me. Wish I could stay longer, but i got to get back to work. Go, hey, go, go to work. Man to is work. a busy guy. Thanks for giving us some time. Tyler Reddick on the Dale Jr. Download. Man, I'm really excited to have Ally help us bring the guest segment every week. It's one of my favorite parts of the download. We get to talk to so many different people in racing, outside of racing. But everybody that comes in here, I want them to have had a good time. I want them to want to come back. I want them to feel like an ally to Dirty Mo Media. Thank you, Ally, for your continued support of the download and the entire Dirty Mo Media team. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.